Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. Sunday, that's right. Hey, you, you've tuned in on a Sunday, a day of rest to the fifth hour with Ben Maller and not David Gascon because four hours a night on the overnight, clearly not enough. Eight days a week, eight days a week, and this would be the eighth day of the week, a double dose. Not only do you get the fifth hour podcast right now, assuming you're listening on Sunday, but also... We have a live radio program in the overnight starting at 11 o'clock in the West and 2 a.m. in the East on a Sunday morning. But this is all about the mail. And if you didn't hear listener mail, I love this. This is my favorite podcast of the week. I love the Friday one doing the conversations. Uh, I put up with the Saturday podcast. But the Sunday mailbag, always love it. It's a spinoff of Ask Ben on the radio show. And we are joined yet again. If you missed Saturday... Big Mike, a Fox Sports Radio icon uh, who's been at the company for 17 years. 17 years, and uh, he is with us again. So, Big Mike, now the way this is going to work, these are all actual questions sent in by actual consumers of the Fifth Hour Podcast and Fox Sports Radio, and uh, and we will just randomly ask them. There's some sports questions, a lot of non-sports questions. There's a lot of people that thought Gascon was going to be here, clearly not realizing the, the Gascon takes off every other weekend. So you're in the Gascon, not in the Gascon chair, as you told us, because you you don't want that, that chair's been sullied. But you're in the Gascon role, so you will have to try to answer either as Gascon or as Big Mike, whatever whatever you choose. But whichever mood strikes me, I'm in. Let's do it. All right, here we go. First question is from Matt in Elmira, New York. By the way, these questions all sent via the show Facebook page, Ben Maller Show, or realfifthhour at gmail.com. Realfifthhour at gmail.com. So Matt in Elmira, New York says, Ben and uh, Gascon slash Big Mike, uh, Big Mike's name, uh, I would like to know your personal opinions regarding NBA players resting 
while not injured. I understand the disappointment of road fans when, for example, the Nets come to town, Matt says, and Kyrie and Harden sit out for rest. Tickets are wildly expensive for all sporting events anymore, uh, and, and you have a right to be irritated. Uh, to that, some say, why don't these players rest during home games instead? But that seems foolish. Disrespect your hometown fans. Uh, so he's going back and forth on this. And uh, he said, you know, people bring up Jordan played all 82 games at 40 years old. Uh, that was that side of the aisle. And he says, I understand players' health. This is a very long-winded question for Matt in Elmira, New York. Uh, he says, I just don't know exactly where I stand on the issue. I'd love to hear your thoughts. All right, Matt, I will go first. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Uh, do not like it. Uh, and uh, I, I believe that if you're healthy, you should play. And I'm also, maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but I don't think you can correctly predict when if you play X number of minutes or X number of games, your body's going to break down, right? So that always annoys me. The, the, the new age medical gurus who seem convinced, you know, if you play a certain number of back-to-back games in the NBA, you're not going to be healthy and your body's going to break down. I think it's voodoo medicine. I don't buy it. Uh, everyone's different, and uh, what, they, what they can take and what they can't take is different. And the other thing, too, is, you know, it's one of those things that's changed where it used to be a badge of honor. You, you would feel shame and you'd feel guilt if you didn't play. We'd hear that. You know, I, my teammates need me. The fans need me. I, you know, I, I got to be out there. I got to play. Now it's the opposite. We've done a 180, and now it's like, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, people get offended when they're, when they're expected to play, and, they, and, and coaches are shamed. For example, Tom Thibodeau, the coach of the Knickerbockers, when he was in Chicago and he had his guys play and he really pushed them to play a lot of minutes, and, and the media, the basketball media, the softies in the basketball media killed Tom Thibodeau. Well, he, he's like a despot because he, he wants his guys to play and he plays them a lot of minutes and he doesn't have load management and all that. And he got very upset, but I think it's ridiculous. I, I, I think it's embarrassing. And I like what they used to do in the olden days because I, you know, I was back in my day when I was a kid, what they would do is they'd have – they wouldn't give players, as I remember, a full game off. They'd only play them, in, if they played like 35 minutes a game, they'd play them 15, or they'd play them 10. But they'd play a little bit so the fans on the road got to see the star players because a big part, I'm going long here myself, but a big part of the NBA marketing is to sell the stars, not even the teams. It's It's... Come out and watch Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Come out and check out Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Well, if you go to a game and you pay money, you're being sold that you're going to see those guys. And I understand if they're hurt, that's fine. But if if they're not hurt and they just don't feel like playing because they're delicate little flowers, that's bull crap. How do you you stand? uh, I'm with you uh, most of the way through all of that. I agree. I also think that part of winning a championship is durability. And it's unfair if while, you know, some players are playing every game for the whole season, they are obviously going to take on more wear and tear than the guys who are taking. It gives you an unfair advantage if you're deciding to take games off. And it's not truly about what a champion is. A champion is the guy who can, you know, the team that can get through all that without 
you know, breaking down and still has enough horses. And it, you get into the bench and you see, you know, well, do you have the guys if you lose somebody or if somebody's not, you know, able to perform? Do you have somebody on the bench that could step in and fill in? I mean, that's part of being a champion is being able to get past all that sort of stuff. And on top of that, like, if you want to rest your players, you know how, you remember how the Showtime Lakers used to do it? They'd blow doors, and by the third quarter, they'd be up by 20 points, and they'd take all the starters out, and they never played the fourth quarter. So if you really want to rest your guys, I think that you, that's fine. Do it like you said. If he plays 35, you only play him 20 because you're blowing doors on guys anyway. I mean, pick your spots to give your guys rest when you've already performed. You know, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's like – the, the term, it's a political term, but it's you know, gerrymandering, right? You exactly. redraw. You know, that's pretty much what these, these teams have, have done. And it's not just the NBA, but the NBA, it's more obvious where you, you know, people don't like it in politics when you change it so you can't lose the election. But there, it, it's supposed to be, at least I was raised as a sports fan, it's supposed to be a war of attrition. Right, and, and and the team that wins the championship has survived all of that and played and, and put their best foot forward. So that's I where agree. I stand on And that. the only problem, the real problem, is the motivation for the franchises, for those teams, to rest their players because the franchises do better when they win championships. So they're going to bend as many of these rules as they can to get that ring. They're not thinking about the fan every day that's coming to the, to the stadium to watch they just want they just want that championship so they don't you know teams have a real motivation to do this and until the nba can figure out a way to remove that ability they they're just going to keep doing it well and the other thing too is obviously the money right these guys it used to be athletes i don't want to say they were disposable but they were replaceable right. and now with the amount of money uh, that is is especially in like baseball well basketball players make it, the star guys make a ton but baseball pitchers the baby, we're going to eventually, we saw it last year in 2020, but they they will get rid of pitchers hitting because there's a couple pitchers every year that get hurt, either getting hit by a pitch or running the bases, and they, they just don't want yeah, to well, do it. And so. random question, what, what are the stats as far as complete games pitched anymore? Like, oh, forget about that. Do we on. ever get a complete game anymore? No, Never you can't it. get that. Man. Unless you've got no. one hitter or no hitter going, they're going to yank you. Yeah, and who's the genius Who's the Mensa that decided your arm's going to fall off after 100 pitches? Like, who decided that, that the human body can only handle 100 pitches? Because you hear stories like in the, uh, the old days of LeVon Hernandez pitching in Cuba, throwing 300 pitches, or Fernando right. Valenzuela in, in Mexico, you know, 280. Hell, even in the early days when Fernando was with the Dodgers, you know, Tommy Lasorda would leave him in there. They didn't care about pitch counts in those days, but... It's like they just arbitrary number. Well, you get to a hundred pitchers, you got to start warming somebody up in the bullpen because they can't, you know, can't handle it. It's like, come on, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, All I right, uh, uh, J Bone from Portland, Maine, writes into the fifth hour. He says, "Who is the dude who does the voiceovers for the game shows, the third degree, etc.? Have you ever met him?" Uh, no, J Bone, I have not met him. The only voiceover guy that I've met was the original voice of uh, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, who's a really cool guy. I met him at the Fox lot, and, uh, boy, I'm forgetting his name, but he's actually the voice, of, I think he's the voice of ESPN now. But he he did movie trailers. The guy was like a DJ in Minnesota, and he had a, a very interesting story how he got into the voiceover stuff, but 
Uh, yeah, I've not met the voice of uh, Fox Sports Radio. I don't even know where I don't know where the guy lives. I know they he's on there a lot doing the voiceover stuff. Yeah, I, sure. I know Bob. Oh, you know Bob? Uh, okay. yeah, where, I know Bob. Where's, where's he at? Where's um, he, he is. Uh, he does most of his work out of the iHeart Burbank studios. Oh, okay. So, right, so he's a local uh, guy in LA here. A local yeah. guy in LA here. He works with our uh, our imaging department as well. I think he also uh, does work for our local affiliate here in Los Angeles. So okay, uh, and he's a really good guy. You, you good, like Bob. Yeah. Well, that's a racket, man. The voiceover stuff—that's the way to go. Oh yeah, that Bob is, actually very talented because not only is Bob the voice, but he's also the producer of a lot of those uh, those bits. So he is uh, he is a sound wizard. As he's well a one man one man band one man band. Correct. Yeah, that's good. All right, Glenn in Chicago writes it. He says, "Who would you rather have filling in on your show? Fake news or gag on?" Or should I say, which is worse for the show? Well, that's you know that's like Sophie's choice. You know, there's no right choice there with that. Uh, each bring their own set of problems. Um, Brian uh, Finley, uh, who I uh, have had on the show, uh, he's like the go-to filling guy. See, the thing with Brian is he thinks he's funny and he never stops talking, which is <laughs> problematic. And then uh, Gascon. Uh, he, he thinks he's better than all the people that call up and then hangs up on people and sometimes doesn't even screen the call. So there's issues with both. Uh-huh. So just pick your poison. But some of you idiots, see, here's the thing, Big Mike. Some of these guys are like, oh, I like I like chaos. And so they like when Brian or Gascon's in there because it drives me nuts. And right. I'm, in the lo- I'm in the loony bin, but not the Tom loony bin. And they, uh, they get very upset with me. So. Well, yeah. uh, I would, uh, if I had to pick, I'd probably go with... Fake news. I mean, Fenley yeah. is, uh, look, he may talk too much, but man, yeah. his voice is so smooth. It's like it's like having a, a, a warm cup of hot cocoa poured in your ear hole. You know, it just. Yeah. Well, for so me, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, it, it's kind of like getting a, a boiling uh, pot of McDonald's coffee and pouring in your lap, you know, and then you can sue <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Glenn also had a suggestion for a bit on the show. He says, how about take a Regina, spin cycle Regina call and have her give life advice to callers? Advice from spin cycle Regina. I actually like that. That's a good idea for a bit, Glenn. I'll have to wait for a, a slow day in sports. I hope we don't have many of those. I hope it's not like last year where everything shuts down. But uh, that could be a funny bit for a few minutes. Here, have Regina give advice out. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows 
shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Chad from Champaign, Illinois, the home of the Fighting Illini, he says here proudly. Uh, hey, Ben and uh, Gascon. Of course, Gascon's not here. Uh, what is the weirdest or most craziest thing you have ever seen while driving to and or attending a sporting event? Okay. I'm glad you asked this question, Chad. I have one of the most surreal, ridiculous stories about this, and I believe that my story is in the top three all-time stories of things you've seen on the way to a sporting event. So let's flash back a million years ago, spring training, covering the Dodgers in the Grapefruit League, uh, and the Dodgers had a game in Jupiter. So we're going from Vero Beach uh, down uh, Highway 1 there to, to Jupiter for the spring training game. I think that's how we went. I don't remember. We had to use maps back in those days. So I'm driving down Highway 1 trying to get to the Cardinals spring training facility. I think they're still in Jupiter. At that time, it was the Cardinals and the Montreal Expos that were the team. Anyway, so I'm, I'm driving down, and uh, there was a... A bottleneck. There was a bunch of traffic on the highway, and we were like, "What's going on?" And we got up to where there had been an accident, and it was one of the most insane things I had ever seen. In fact, it was so crazy what I'm about to tell you that I thought it was like a TV show or a movie, or it was like an episode of one of those punked type shows. Hand to God. I'm driving down the highway going to, to the spring training game. The accident takes place. It was a hearse that was turning left and got hit like kind of head on. And somehow the back of the hearse had opened up. Oh. And the casket, had it didn't completely fall out. It had just kind of moved back. But thank God it stayed closed, which I was, you know, concerned about. But all these people were standing around like they didn't really know like what to do because like, you know, there's this proper way you have to move the casket and all that stuff. It was very it was oh. unreal, man. It man. was and it's one of those images that I can close my eyes right now, Big Mike, and I can see the image as I drove past. Oh, you it was, will never forget. Yeah. It was insane, man. Oh. Any anything that you've got, you probably don't have anything like that, but anything that you remember going or coming uh, from a game? The craziest thing that ever happened to me going to a game, I was heading to see Peyton Manning of the Tennessee Volunteers ah. play against UCLA in the Rose Bowl uh, regular season matchup. And uh, on the freeway, on the way to the Rose Bowl, uh, yeah, I, I took a bird to the windshield. Like you killed the bird? Oh, oh, destroyed the bird. Like, cracked my windshield all the way across, spiderweb the whole thing. I had bird wow. guts, like, in front of my face the whole time. I had to kind of drive with my head to the side because I couldn't see from all the bird guts that were still on my windshield. It was nasty, but, you know. Wow. But, yeah, that's, wow. that was crazy. That's nuts. I was at that game, too. We were at the same game, Big oh, Mike. I that? was at that game. Look it sounded at that. like we- a gunshot when that stupid bird hit, too, man. It was loud. Wow. I think the bird had a, it was on a, a kamikaze suicide mission. That's what I think. He had it coming. 
Yeah, I, I one time uh, was was driving down the down the road and a rabbit ran in front of my car, and I'm convinced the rabbit had a death wish and got it, you know, got what it wanted there. But yeah. I'd never, be, I've never had a bird that would, boy, that would freak you out. Yeah, it was a little freaky because it hit right in front of my face, like it. That's where and it, you had it bird hit. guts, bird yeah. guts stuck in the windshield. Until how do you how do you handle the insurance on that? How do you explain? You say, "Well, I, I, a bird hit my windshield." And, yeah, well, when the guy came out to replace the windshield, it's not like he couldn't tell that a bird hit my windshield. It, and yeah, I wouldn't know how to go about doing that on purpose if I could. I, I, yeah, you know, that, that's reminiscent of Eddie hit a boat on the freeway. <laughs> he got into an accident and hit a boat. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I guess a guy's boat had come off the the hitch and was on the four hundred five, and kaboom, bunch well, of cars. Hit. I guess yeah. it's better than hitting a boat with your car while you're on the water. That's a good point. Yeah, that would be see. a little tough. Yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, Pierre in Springfield, Massachusetts, home of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, says Ben and Gascon. As a youth, I was introduced to the Stratomatic baseball board game. Have either of you ever had the pleasure to play any of the Stratomatic products? I've played all the major sports versions except football. They're great for stat nerds. And introduce me to many players of the past from the 1930s to present. Now, I am aware of the Stratomatic brand, Pierre. I never played. I When I got into fantasy, it was, it was called rotisserie baseball. Yeah, rotisserie. Yeah, that's what I got really into, and that's where I became obsessed with, like, stats and, and all that. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't the story. It started at a place the guys got together, and they created fantasy baseball at a rotisserie chicken place in New York. And so they just called it rotisserie baseball because that was, like, the name of the restaurant. I think that was the story. But they don't use it anymore. It's now it's all fantasy and all that. But you didn't do the Stratomatic either, Big Mike? I did not. Uh, yeah. I had a I had a buddy who had a big giant poster board up in his bedroom and he would, you know, get the paper and read the stats and and chalk them up uh and then at the end of the season we'd all we'd all sit down and and add everything up and figure out who won. Yeah. We're dinosaurs, though. It was yeah. like important. It was like Sporting News had all the stats, and that yeah. was a big thing. And then I'd, ju- I'd get them from yeah. the LA Times, just from the yeah. sports page, just go straight to the box scores. Yeah, not, not so much anymore. Now, you, now they're uh, in your phone. You got them right now. Anything you need, any stat you could possibly need. Hey, obviously, I blind Emmett, the Seahawk fan from Olympia, Washington, writes and says, "This is for both of you. If you could have a town named after you, what would it be, and where would it be?" Like a Mallerville, Mallerberg. Uh, no, no, what we should have is Mallerstan. How about that? Wouldn't that be good? Mallerstan? Mallerstan? Yeah, Mallerstan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah know, I like Stan, you know, Stan is, of, I, 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 I didn't know this when I was younger, but I learned this watching a documentary. I think most people know this, but I didn't. I'm dumb. Stan just means land. So Afghanistan, whatever, Tobekistan, it's just that's just land. That's how they say land. So okay. Mallerstan. Uh where it would have to be in a place where there's a lot of people because I want publicity. And we'd have to have like sports teams and you know nice uh, infrastructure and all that. I think you know that that I ninety five corridor. That's okay. where most of the population is. What about you? If there was a a big mic town, would you like replace Culver City and have you know? No, I think I'd go no. the opposite. I think my town is uh, is probably up in the mountains somewhere. Very few people 
probably most of the population would be wildlife. Um, uh-huh. I don't I don't like people, so <laughs> I think I think my town is just going to be pretty much me and and my wife and the few people I like. We'll call it like uh, Lingardia. Or Lingardia, I like that. Yeah. Lingardia. Yeah, we're the uh, Buffalo Rome. Right. Lingardia. You absolutely will need an invitation and a passport to get in. So Yeah. And you'll have like watchtowers and guys with guns and uh, you will not whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know about the guns. No, no guns, gun free. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we'll definitely have security perimeter though. I, I need to know who's coming in and if you uh you break any of the laws, which will all be, you know, made by me, you'll be yeah. escorted from Lingardia with a quickness. So Lingardia so, sounds like Dubai to me. Sounds yeah. a little bit like Dubai. An absolute yeah. em- dictatorship, 100%. Yes, I understand. All right. Uh, Tony in Seattle uh, writes in. He says, Ben, when did you first meet Gascan, and what was your first impression? I met him at the company. I don't remember meeting him prior to that. I met him when he started at Fox Sports Radio, and I I really didn't think much of Gascon when I first met him. I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really know who he was. I mean, he's like, whatever. But, it, you know, like, uh, like most, uh, he brought up the fact that we had worked, he had worked in San Diego, and I, I got my start in San Diego. And so there's a kinship. Anybody that started in radio in San Diego, we all have these – the same stories because like the same 10 people still work in San Diego radio. So yeah, right. it's uh, it's the same deal. It's a very small fraternity of people in the radio, the radio world. Uh, Chris in Iowa says, any advice on entering the voiceover business? Uh, Chris says, uh, yeah, well, I, I would say the, the, the advice it's hard to do is to just network. You know, we had Mel Proctor on, on Friday. He talked about how he networked when he was at NFL Films, and one thing led to another, and he got opportunities because he met people and schmoozed uh, with, with people. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's the thing. I mean, most of these jobs, I say it all the time, the, the advice I always say is that most of these jobs in radio and television and voiceover are from – who you know, not what you know. You know, I hate to say that, but I, I feel like that's the, the case. I think that's the case in most professions. It's like networking and and things like that. So that's the hard part. And I would say if you're, you know, Chris in Iowa, if you've got good audio, which you obviously think you do as a voiceover guy, you've got to find a way to get in on these, you know, auditions or at least have have your stuff heard, which often means you have to get an agent, which is yeah problematic but uh, but I, and the good thing about most agents you don't have to pay them until you actually get something and then when you when you have to pay them boy do they take a big chunk out of your money so and don't don't forget the uh the celebrity aspect of the voiceover work and uh speaking of mel proctor you know he's he's just a guy and yet you know he's been honing his craft and some guy who played baseball for 10 years is gonna is gonna get a job before he does not because he's any better at it just because people know who he is, they recognize yeah. who he is. And, you know, James Earl Jones does, you know, so many. And, you know, there's there those those really good voiceover gigs tend to just go to actors and people that recognize their voice. So it makes it even tougher to break into the business. Yeah. Well, you're referring, of course, to the great jockocracy, Howard Cosell talking about that. The right. jockocracy yeah. of the Absolutely. sporting world, which is even more pronounced now than it was even when Howard was around back in... Back in his days. Uh, all right, Mike from Vegas writes and says, uh, what would you propose to the NHL to attract more viewers, uh, more 
viewers. Uh, let's see here. What could the NHL do? Uh, well, the problem with the NHL on television has always been the, it's hard to keep track of the puck, right? It's not it's not really television-friendly sport. I remember when Fox tried the glowing puck. Yeah, that tracer puck. Yeah, and that... that see, I think they should go back to something like that because the technology is a lot better now than yeah. it was when they did it well, back they were in the to, 90s. Was like yeah. They had this tail behind it the whole time. Like If, yeah. you, just, if you just make it like a, a little bigger looking then it's easier to follow i i agree i think they should go back yeah. to something like that are you a hockey guy big mike Do you like oh that? yeah but i uh I, I would say uh i'm a much bigger fan of hockey in the stadium than i am at watching it on tv yeah i mean that's one of those sports that really helps you to be there and it's a lot easier to follow the puck <laughs> now nah, look at you look at you and you hear the sound when they crash into the oh yeah the and, glass. And, and you get to see, like, the empty ice when they're making a line change and there's only, like, three guys on the ice at once. And the, yeah. You yeah. know, it's just it's just a much different visual. I'm an anti-net guy. I liked it when the puck would go flying into the crowd and people would be scrambling to get the puck. I, I enjoyed Agreed, that. Agreed, 100%. But uh, there's nets everywhere. You go to baseball games, nets everywhere. Nets, 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 nets. Annoy, enough of the nets. Uh, Kathleen from uh, Madison. Wisconsin writes in. Hello, Kathleen. She says, how did you meet your wife? Uh, Kathleen, uh, I met my wife online dating, believe it or not. I was uh, doing some online dating and struck out quite a bit. And uh, finally, uh, if you turn over enough rocks, eventually you'll... Uh, I think I think the phrase actually is to be, if you uh, kiss enough frogs, isn't that something like that? You know? know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, that's how I... I met my wife, and uh, I, when I met her, I didn't tell her I worked in radio. I told her I did sales, and at that time, I had my website. So I think I did. I think I might have told her I did some website stuff, something like that. So that's mm. the the story on that. Uh, Big Mike, did you meet your wife at? Uh, how'd you meet your wife at a bar online? What did you do? Uh, I met my wife uh, at a bar. Actually, at a bar. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, that's the that's the traditional way to do it. That's like that's how yeah, people old normally school. do it. Yeah, yeah old school. Yeah. Well, yeah, we met at a bar. And, but cool. we've been married for 21 years now, so it's all Mazel good. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Congratulations. All right. Jose in Northern California says, My Lord Ben, uh, thanks again for having your little brother, Brian Finley, on the show. It is so funny when you abuse him. Had to listen to the show uh, twice, he said. About that. And then he wants me to replace Gagon with Brian Finley. Boy, I don't know about well, that. Permanently? Yeah, that's what I he says. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's, yeah. that's a little much. I mean, Gascon misses so much time anyway. It's almost like he's he's here half the time, so it's not that big. A, uh, Kevin from Rockford, Illinois writes in. He says, Mr. Maller, in all of your years living in the not-so-great state of California, have you ever come across any exotic wildlife, such as rattlesnakes, mountain lions, bighorn sheep, <laughs> etc.? Etc. Etc. Uh, no, not really. I did see a buffalo on Catalina Island, in uh, but that you know, that's where the buffalo roam. Occasionally, they'll come into like the back of Avalon, the city. There, you'll see a buffalo. And I used to hike around the hills in L.A. Uh, and I there were, there were mountain lions. I saw a bobcat, but that doesn't really intimidate you. What about you, Big Mike? You're an outdoors guy. Sure. Uh, I have. Yeah. I've. I've hidden from bears before. Really? Uh, yeah. Really? Oh, dude, I was. In, How scared were you? Were you like peeing your pants? Were you like, holy? Actually, God. it was. I was staying in Tahoe, and uh, I had 
climbed upstairs to the, there was like a rooftop, like patio thing where you kind of see the view of the whole valley. It was beautiful. Uh-huh. And I, and I, I, as I go to walk back down, I see people are like waving at me and I'm like, what's going on? I look down and coming up the condo steps. And this was, you know, a big condo complex was a, a black bear and her cub just walking up the steps that I was about to go walk back down to get back to my condo room. So I like shut wow. the door and, and hit around the corner. But, uh, yeah, that's probably my closest encounter. And I tried to pick up a snake on a hike once. I thought it was just a curvy stick. Oh man. Right. I thought man. I was going to, I was going to pick up this cool looking walking stick. I was like, awesome. It's laying across the trail. I reached down to pick it up and it moved. And yes, I, I did scream like a little girl. Yeah. Well, you're, and, but you're so much bigger than the snake, but still that venom, the venom. Right, yeah. It's yeah, a snake, like, man. It wasn't, oh, well, I thought it was a stick. It wasn't supposed to move. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Uh, Jason from Rocky Mount, Virginia, writes in, says, Ben, you talked about your hat collection. That's right. I am known as the Mad Hatter of Sports Chatter. It's one of my many nicknames there. Uh, so it's, it got me thinking, uh, we have a few minor league teams in the area there. Uh, he says, uh, remind me your hat size. And mailing address. Well, well, Jason, that'd be very kind. I'm a size eight. I have a very large head. I think Big Mike, you probably have about the same size. You have a large head yourself. I have a large head, but not that big, dude. I'm like no? seven three eighths. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a size eight. Uh, and you can send it. Just send it to Fox Sports Radio. The address is uh, what is it? Uh, let me think of the address here. Boy, I don't even know the what is it? you. You're there, Big Mike. What is the ad? Let me get the. Uh, I gotta go to the card here. Hold on. Yeah, I, I got Maybe. it right. Here. It's one five two six zero, right? Ventura yeah, that's Boulevard. Correct. One five two six zero Ventura Boulevard, Sherman Oaks, California nine one zero. Wait, nine one four zero three. And what suite do they have to send it to now? Because the mail rooms changed now. So just yeah, if they not, put your name on it. Just, just put my it, name yeah, on it. Don't okay. attention, Ben Maller. It'll get to you. There you go. Yeah, they've moved a lot of things around during the. The pandemic, so I don't even I don't even know where to get the mail now. I, I have no idea where to get the mail. When I come in, I'm like, I don't know where the mail is. I just oh, it's get... on the table by the kitchen, just so you know. 
Oh, is that right? There's actually some stuff sitting waiting there for you. I meant to tell you. Oh, really? Yeah, All yeah. Right. There's things. I gotta come and pick up my mail. But oh, I, did I tell you my favorite hat story? Do you What's do you that? know this one? Have you heard this one? What's that? That uh, Richie Sexton once spent time on the DL because the equipment manager saw um, on the the schedule was like the assistant assistant manager grabbed a hat, saw that his hat size was like eight and a quarter or something like that. Just he had a giant head. Thought yeah. it was a mistake. Thought it was a typo. So pulled him a seven and a quarter hat. And Richie Sexton sprained his neck trying to jam the lid on the top of his head because it was too small. Is that, is that? I remember that story. I, I thought he he thought he had like he had he had an intense headache or something like that. I thought and right. he wasn't sure what was going on, and and then they figured out that his hat was yeah. Like, he ended up on the DL because his hat was too small. Was he as dumb as a box of rocks though? Because yeah, yeah. Like wouldn't you know? Like if you put a hat on, it's not. It doesn't fit right, especially a baseball player that has to have hats on every day at, at their job. Right? You'd think you'd figure it out. Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, no. He's, yeah, dumb as a box of rocks. All right, RJ in San Antonio uh, writes in. He says, Ben, what's your favorite, what was your favorite board game to play? Uh, I, I don't know if you're asking now or not. I don't play a lot of board games these days, although... Uh, probably going to be uh, having a big, uh, big step in a in a couple of months. I'll probably play more board games. I'll, I'll explain why more later. But uh, I like the classics. I mean, the games when I was younger that are still popular today. Like I, I played Battleship, but I remember it was a big deal. Electronic Battleship when that came out, that was a big deal. Monopolies is still huge. Trivial Pursuit was a big game back in the day. Connect Four, Sorry, Operation. Um, I, hungry, hungry hippos. When I was a kid, I, I wow. love that. That was a fun game. There was a game called Mousetrap that had all these weird. Oh, I had Mousetrap. Yeah, had, yeah, yeah. I got. I, I mean, we were big board games because we didn't have you know computers. Yeah, yeah. It was like a big deal. We had to play the board games. We played spent hours. I'm Boggle, a, Clue, you name it. I'm a I'm a Scrabble guy. That would that'd be my go to. Scrabble's your go. Yeah, yeah. go to. Yeah. Uh. I like the I like. A little random trivia stuff. Trivial Pursuit. Probably, the games I'd play now, I would say Trivial Pursuit, Monopoly, but a, a good Connect Four game. Nothing wrong with that. You know? I'm down with a good game of Risk. I just got to you know mark some time on my calendar for it. Yeah, that's right. Well, a lot of, that's the problem, yeah. Hey, I, we're old guys, though, Big Mike. We can have, like, game night now. We can have, like, board game night. Right? That's what old people do, right? We have oh, to do I, old people stuff. I, I was not that. aware. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay, uh, Carlos in Bang Bang Houston, Texas, writes in and says, "Ben, uh, you're a very smart man." Well, uh, Carlos, thank you. It's very kind of you to say that. Started a, always suck up to the person you want answering the question. He says, "My question is, what happened to all the Fox Sports regional channels? Why are they called Bally Sports?" Uh, he says, uh, "Well, the reason they're called Bally Sports." is because Fox Sports sold all of their regional channels. Not all of them, but most of them. And they were rebranded. If They're not owned by Fox Sports anymore, run by Fox Sports. They were rebranded in valleys with sports gambling becoming more and more popular state by state. And that really the, the gold rush for sports gambling, valleys uh, invested. They're, they're trying to get that brand to be the go-to brand for people that are gamblers. And so they put their name on all these networks. So it's the same people work at those networks. It's just called the Bally Sports 
Southern California or, or Dallas or where, wherever your wherever your location is. So that's the answer. And he also wanted to know if, with my birthday coming up, he wanted to know if Gascon uh, or Gascan uh, will be getting me another steak. Well, I hope not. And then he recommended this is actually a good idea for a guest on the podcast, Mattress Mac. You know who Mattress Mac is, Big Mike? I do not know who Mattress Mac is. So Mattress Mac is this local celebrity in Houston. He's like the he's the bed king of Houston, right? They call him thus Mattress Mac. He sells sure. beds. I think there's other you know, household products, whatever he sells. But this guy has a deal every year where if you buy your furniture and the cheating Astros, for example, end up winning the World Series... You're, you don't have to pay for your furniture. It's free, oh. right? It's a great marketing gimmick. He's done it with all the teams in Houston. He'll do it for the Texans, the the Rockets, the... I don't know that you could do it for the Rockets these days because they're terrible, but the Astros. And he did it for the NCAA tournament with Houston, the University of Houston. And so what ends up happening is if it gets close, because what Mattress Mac does is he takes out an insurance premium. That's the way the scam works. And uh, and so the insurance actually pays it, but you got to pay the premium and all that. And to cover your losses, your potential losses, if it gets down to the championship game, Mattress Mac will then hedge and he will bet millions of dollars against the team that he has on you know, where, where the risk is. So like for the Astros playing the Dodgers, he bet a bunch of money on the Dodgers just in case, you know, the Astros actually ended up winning. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So he no, wait, you got that. Yeah, he would have to bet on the uh, Astros. On the, the Astros, that's right. right. Yeah, that's right. right. I screwed that up. Bad job right. by me. Yeah, so he bet on the Astros to cover himself in case the other team won. That's right. There you go. So, But, yeah, I, I, would, I would talk Mattress. I would put Mattress back on. He seems like an interesting guy. Quite a character to do that. There have been other, you know, that's not just a Houston thing. I know that in Boston... Uh, they had a thing with the Red Sox where if you, you bought furniture, you got your stuff for free if the Red Sox won the World Series. So, eh, those things pop up. Uh, Barry in Nashville writes in the Music City. He says, Ben, I slacked off last week. I did not submit a question. Bad job by me. Yeah, clearly, Barry. Bad job by you. He says, now that Gascon has joined the intermittent fasting, both of you can answer this. Well, he can't. He's not here, but Big Mike can answer. Sure. Uh, how, how do you fight back the hunger pains when you fast, uh, he says, and when you end your fast, you weigh yourself right away and does the weight loss register immediately. All right, a couple things. Now, first of all, I'm past the hunger uh, pain stage. Like, I don't really, I don't really get that. I, I did when I first started fasting, but it's to me, it's just mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. And I just would drink. I drink a lot of water and try to fill my stomach up with as much water as I can because there's no calories in it. And then I'll try to sweat that out when I go to the gym. Uh, and then I don't. I don't weigh myself. I don't. Uh, I don't want to have a. I'll weigh myself occasionally, but I like to wait so I get some serious results. But I, I'm not a day to day weigh yourself guy. I know you're supposed to do that, but I don't like doing it. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think you should be weighing yourself because weight is only one small aspect of your overall health. And while, yes, it's important to stay at a good weight, it's more important to live a healthy lifestyle. And if you're too focused on just your weight, you're going to lose focus on the things that are important, which is being healthy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, are you uh, are you in the fasting cult, Big Mike, or are you avoiding um, I would say that I do tend to try to avoid eating heavy at night. I'm not necessarily yeah. fasting, but I do. Uh, I have tried to, you know, make dinner time earlier. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, skip the desserts. I know that if I am going to have something that has too many calories in it or too much sugar in it, I'm going to try to eat it earlier in the day so, you know, yeah. I have a chance to burn it off. Yeah, I'm there with you. To me, the most important heavy meal of the day should be lunch. I'm not. I don't really. I'm not a breakfast guy. I mean, I just usually. I'm doing the overnight, so I'm sleeping during breakfast. But I, I'll get up and I'll be like lunch, which I guess is breakfast because I'm breaking a fast. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm a big lunch guy. Not that I. I don't like dinner, but uh, it's more more important than lunch. Uh, last one. Christy writes in from Parts Unknown. And says, my question is, uh, if one of your younger callers and fans asked you to go to prom as a celebrity, would you say yes? Uh, well, that would be awkward. I never went to my own prom. So that would be weird, Christy. But, yeah, I, I, I would be down with it. Although, I don't know, I, I'd probably have to you know get, go hang out with some dude or whatever because I don't think there's a lot of uh high school women you know girls in our demographic what? i would say i uh, i don't think what? they're they're gravity i'm going i know i'm, I'm being uh, being sexist there How uh, can you big say Mike. That? i just think the general sports talk radio consumer typically middle-aged people usually dudes uh, that's guess. uh yeah i mean i guess yeah but uh, who am i so <laughs> anyway but how weird would that be if i went to a prom big mike Wouldn't that would that be, be very weird that would be very awkward yeah. for everyone involved uh, for for sure. everyone involved, yeah. All right, listen, it's been a fun weekend, Big Mike. Look at that. You survived three podcasts. Well, the last two, you helped out on the first one behind the scenes. But here, sure. we've reached the end of the road, Big Mike. So I thank you for your help this weekend. I made it. I'm glad. It was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Be on standby because Gascon might not be here next week or the week after. So you might. Oh, might yeah. I'm back. well aware. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. That phone could ring. You might get the phone call. You got anyway. it. Yeah. All right, listen, have a great rest of your Sunday. Remember, the radio show tonight, tonight, back behind the microphones, the powerful microphones of Fox Sports Radio will be bloviating the overnight away at 2 a.m. in the east on Monday, but 11 p.m. in the west on a Sunday night into a Monday. We'll recap all the events of the weekend here in the sporting world, and we will talk to you then. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.